welcome to The Golfing Mind, the podcast which looks at the game of golf in general, but the mental game of golf in particular. And this week I wanted to look at competition uh, from a simple perspective. Uh, and it's based on something that I've thought about a lot over the years for myself, um, which is this, would you rather be leading a tournament with six holes to go or 10 holes to go or 18 holes to go? Uh, or would you rather be one or two back and chasing? And the reason for that question, it's a bit like in, now if you're playing match play, you never want to be down. So I don't think, as I said, would you rather be like one down? Because there's an old saying in golf, um, was it two down with five to play never wins? Now I know that we've all played in matches when you're four up or five up and there's seven holes to go. I mean, I played once in, in um, Presswick Golf Club with my friend Dave Slater against two Americans in this little mock mini Ryder Cup <coughs> with alcohol and no sleep. And um, we're playing against two very good American players uh, who were seriously good players, like three, four handicap. And I was playing with my buddy Dave and we were getting, a, Dave was getting a lot of shots. I was getting one or two. And we were we were the sacrificial pairing because when they did the pairings the night before, it says, Robin Dave against Bill and Tommy. And we're going, oh, and I was going, oh God, you're going to get killed because these guys were just crunching everything. And uh, Dave, I don't know what he drank the night before, but it, he hadn't sobered up the next morning, I'm sure, because the next thing I know were we're two up after four, but, and then we're three up after five. I, I sank a putt that was so long that I actually apologized for it, which has to be a first. Uh, and we, we, we stay in the lead. And we both keep looking at each other as those to say, look, when's the, when are we gonna choke? When, when are we gonna blow this? We then discover we are five up with seven to go. And we looked at each other, i never forget this, we looked at each other the tee, we didn't say a word, and we both thought the same thing, we're gonna lose this match. Because these guys were just relentless. And suddenly we were four up with six to go. Then we were three up with five to go. Then we were two up with four to go. And then we were one up with three to go. And it was, we were just uh, shocking. And, I know we should play some dramatic Hollywood music, but I then made an extraordinary par four on the uh, 16th to get us to Dormy two. Uh, and then we tied the 17th to win. But I mean, we were exhausted. So I think in match play, you always would, I'd always prefer to be ahead, but I know that if you've got a good lead and you start losing, it's very hard to stem that bleeding. So the question is, is it better to be in the lead or chasing the lead. And I, I thought this year was an extraordinary year um, because we look some of the big victories, some of the more dramatic victories, they came from behind and most notably in the Open Championship, Cameron Smith, who uh, just for the record folks, I, I picked as my winner for the Open Championship this year, was uh, four shots behind Rory McIlroy uh, going into the final day. And uh, it was good weather conditions and McIlroy was playing great golf. So for McIlroy, um, and a fantastic golfer to win an Open at St Andrews would be just the icing in the cake. So I can imagine, you know, you're thinking, look, I've got this four-shot lead. Just don't mess it up. And he didn't. Cameron Smith went out 
and shot eight under par off the back tees at the old course in Tendrews. And even though it wasn't playing long, it is not an easy course. You go in one bunker and it's good night. And he closed off with a par birdie 17-18 and his par at 17 was, is, was amazing. So he was coming from behind. You then look at the FedEx when you've got Scotty Scheffler, who's had the most amazing year with a sort of, at one point he had a six stroke lead and get into the final day. I think it was a four shot lead. And uh, he then has a few bogeys and McElroy wheels him in. And then I think on the uh, 15th hole, McElroy gets to one ahead and keeps it going. But when they both played 18, neither of them covered themselves in glory. I mean, McElroy pulled his, um, pulled his second shot badly left. And fortunately for him, uh, Scheffler had got into a bunker uh, front right and then kind of carried it over the green. So I was um, thinking to myself, what's better to lead or to chase? And I think um, in the professional game, it's probably better to chase because in the professional game, you can see the scoreboard, you know what's going on. And so being in the lead, you know, everybody's coming after you. And it, I think there's a lot of additional pressure. And I think Scotty Scheffler, um, it, it kind of, got him in a very sort of indirect way. I don't think he choked at all. I think he's been under phenomenal pressure playing amazing golf, winning the Masters this year. Uh, I just think he's got such a great game. Um, but suddenly he has one bogey and he's thinking, right, don't make another mistake. And then you look at some of the famous Ryder Cups. Uh, I think the Miracle at Medina is the one which most often comes to, to mind, as did the famous 1999 at Brookline when the Americans were four shots behind going into the singles. And um, no one had ever come back from being four back in the singles, but they did in the most, I mean, amazing and dramatic of fashions. And again, at Medina, the European team at one point looked like being six behind. And thanks to Poulter getting a win, and another couple, I think um, Luke Donald's win, they were only four shots behind, but momentum had shifted. So I would put this into context for the amateur golfer. I think you can never have too much of a lead as an amateur golfer. We don't have the game um, that is going to benefit us from coming from behind because the leader of a match play tournament doesn't know they're the leader. And you must have been in this situation. You're playing in a club competition or a medal and you're playing really, really well. I mean, you know you're playing well, but you're not really paying any attention to your score. And then suddenly your playing partner, for reasons best known to himself or his astrologer, turns to you and says, hey, you're four under your handicap as you stand point to the 17th tee. And that breaks the spell. And suddenly you've gone from being unconscious to conscious and you've gone from being excellent to being trying you're trying to play good golf so I think for the amateur golfer you want to be up in your match play game and you want to be not chasing if possible but I think that if you're playing really really well and you believe you have the lead it's very difficult not to tighten up and try and protect that lead so that's really uh, where I was wanting to talk about today this idea that the best golf you're going to play is when you're relaxed and comfortable and most people are comfortable and relaxed when they're coming from behind i think defending a lead has always been a challenge and that's it for this week it was a short reflection on leading or chasing 
I'm a, I personally, I would rather be chasing. Even sometimes in match play, if I'm one and down with five or six to go, I actually think that's not a bad position to be in because I know even if you're six up with seven to go, closing the game down is tough. It's never easy. But until uh, next week, play wonderful golf. If you'd like to do the online training program, go to the website, seagagolf.com, and all the information you seek is available to you. Any questions, drop me an email. But until uh, next week, have a wonderful week, play good golf, and uh, take it easy. Mm -hmm.